0: Welcome back, Red Devil sports fans, to yet another episode of the Speak of the Devils podcast. My name is Sam Glavin, and joining me today is Sammy Saint Jean, and of course Dom Fusco. Got a jam-packed episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking uh, in the next segment with uh, Charlotte Glancy, captain on the women's soccer team. Uh, this segment, we're going to be talking about what's going on in Dickinson sports this week and what's upcoming. And then in the third segment, we have a fun little, uh, fun little segment. We're going to talk about uh, our best, our favorite college football rivalries. So Sammy, Dom, how are we doing?
1: Always a pleasure.
0: Awesome. So I guess Dom, we'll start off with you. This was like the, this was the first week that I didn't call the Dickinson football game. Uh, they were, they were away at Susquehanna. Uh, tell us a little bit about what happened at the game.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about it and then we're going to move right past it. Um, sure. <laughs> so yeah, we came out firing D, we had two early three and outs and then, you know the thing that we're just we're struggling with as a team right now that we've we've really come to talk to and, and have addressed is our is how we respond to adversity. And um, you know, Randolph macon we got up early, um, you know, turned the ball over a little bit, let them start to crawl back in, and we just didn't make the plays where we needed to, um, didn't capitalize where we needed to. Same thing kind of happened against Susquehanna, and we could just never get. The, the ball rolling in our way in terms of momentum and uh you know we would have stretches where we looked really good and then we would have stretches where we didn't look so great and they capitalized on that and so you know like I said we are a very young team and we're still learning and coming together and you know trying to figure it out every single day however you know Saturday just didn't go our way we'll own that you know there's no, ah, oh, you know, this was a score, but, but no, no, that was a score. You know, we lost, they got the better of us that day, but we learned from it um, coming back this week, back on the Biddle, got McDaniel. So
0: we're going to bounce back this week. Awesome. Yeah, I unfortunately won't be on the call again uh, for the McDaniel game. I have my own game that I have to go to where your Dickinson baseball is going to be playing Messiah in their annual fall doubleheader. It's going to be at Messiah, so I won't be able to uh, call the game again. I hope Vince Champion doesn't vis- miss me too much. But, um, yeah, McDaniel next week, this coming week. Um, give us a little bit of a preview on uh, on what's what to expect when we uh, when we play McDaniel.
1: So last time we played McDaniel – 2019 we did win handily it was 35 to nothing um however the two years prior my first start ever in college was freshman year against mcdaniel um so you know back playing them back on biddle my senior year um very cool but we've got a great game plan for them uh you know they always have a lot of athletes they've always got big physical guys up front Um, But, you know, we also have big physical guys up front and we also have athletes. And, um, you know, we have just kind of really taken what we've failed at and or failed to achieve thus far. And our, uh, you know, we had a really good week of practice, the energy was there, the intensity was there, the focus was there. And, um, you know, we we really came together last week and said, hey, you know, you know, what hasn't been working for us? And we kind of addressed those things as a team. And, you know, heading into this week, we are we're really confident. And, you know, just to be back on Biddle. um, Yeah. So it should be a good game.
0: Awesome. Now we're going to shift it over to Sammy as he's been running the show as of late uh, for Dickinson Athletics in terms of uh, Dickinson Park, at least, and uh, field hockey as well. So what's been going on the past week, Sammy? Uh, what have you seen? What, what are some things that stood out to you in terms of Dickinson sports?
2: Well, I mean, up until the last weekend, I wasn't even broadcasting games. Actually, this past weekend, I was over at uh, Women's Golf uh, for, their, uh, for their matches. Um, but prior to that, Women's Soccer Picks win against Arcadia. Uh, field hockey picked the win against Muhlenberg two to one. Um obviously talked about football already. Uh volleyball beat Muhlenberg as well. I mean soccer went on to beat her sinus, men's soccer lost to her sinus. And then yesterday I broadcasted the women's soccer team against Messiah. I felt 3-0, but it was closer than I would say the score suggested. Um they just couldn't they just couldn't find uh there was one shot that actually hit the bar, went straight down on the line, and then no. came back up. Hate that uh, for Dickinson. It actually happened against Dickinson as well. Um from Bon Messiah side too. But it was just a, it was a good game. It was it was a pretty closely closely contested game, even though the 3-0 score might not suggest it. Um and I know field hockey fell to Johns Hopkins, men's soccer fell to Gettysburg, and then uh volleyball fell to Johns Hopkins as well. But uh coming up this weekend I'll actually be able to call football in, in your in your stead. And oh. uh make my return to the football booth i haven't uh haven't broadcasted a football game since sophomore year so it's, it's been a while but uh i'm excited and uh filling in a little bit for justin he's, he's away again this weekend
0: awesome well i hope you don't uh steal steal my thunder too much and take my job because i do love calling those football games it's been uh, it's been a blast
2: hey they need me over at Deep park don't worry about that. i won't take your job permanently
0: Awesome. Well, I'll give you a little bit of a preview for uh, Dickinson baseball this week. It's not usually something we talk about in the fall, but we're going to have a a doubleheader against Messiah this Saturday, starting at 12. Um, It's usually a very, very good contest. Messiah is usually just very good at pretty much. They have a very good athletic program uh, over there. They're very good at soccer, both men's and women's. Uh, I know. Yeah. And I know that they're very good at baseball as well. They always have they have like 50 guys on their roster every year. It's absurd. Uh, we usually play them in the regular season as well but um, we've had some c- success um, in my time here against mustah we're gonna see a lot of young arms um, some guys to highlight Grayson Walker uh, Cole Peichel. both have been thrown really really well in practice getting out veteran guys um, some uh, infielders freshmen to watch we've uh, got uh, Nathan Bowman uh, he's been he's been really well he'll see some time this spring um, Alex Bouchard uh, he's been he's been swinging it really well and playing a really nice shortstop. All of our, I've been very impressed with all of our freshmen so far. And then we've got guys coming back who didn't play uh, in my class last season. Uh, we'll be able to see what they can do. Um, guys like Ian Bumet, Josh Chief, Cole Hare, Cole Benner, Luke Jackson. All those guys are coming back after a uh, after an off year. Uh, but, yeah, I'm super excited. And I guess we'll just have to talk about the, uh, the end result next week. Anything else, guys? Uh,
2: I mean – look forward a little bit towards since our interview is going to be soccer related, can touch a little bit more, I guess on kind of the role they've been on there. Well, I believe, and I could be wrong. The only nationally ranked team right now, as far as our fall flags are concerned, um, they're sitting at 19 before their contest against number 15 Messiah. Um, and I think that the difference for them in that game was the strength of non-conference opponents. Messiah had already played three top 10 teams or I think top fifteen, but top ten teams. Because Messiah, uh, McDaniel's ranked ten for women's soccer. Johns Hopkins is ranked two, and then uh, they lost to uh, 40 I think as well. And I think they're two, six, and ten, respectively, in terms of uh, in terms of their ranks. So Messiah just had a much stronger non-conference uh schedule, and Dickinson kind of just getting into their conference schedule, seeing those tough opponents. So I think that kind of definitely gave Messiah a leg up there in terms of uh quality of opponent uh, coming uh yesterday.
0: That's good stuff. And they're, you said that they're just starting conference play?
2: They started conference play uh, a week ago, I believe. Their first one was Haverford.
0: Then Yes, they played Haverford. Yeah. And then they played
2: uh, eulenberger Sorry, your sign is already. Those were their two uh, conference games already. So, uh, they handled both pretty well. Haverford, it was a 2-1 to win. Um, comeback – Nate Magtay picked up the brace. Magtay also uh, reigning conference player of the week. So yeah. shout out to her on uh, on that one as well. But uh, I think that covers covers our uh, little preview uh, to our soccer interview.
0: Yeah, and speaking of conference player of the week, I don't want to leave out uh, Elena Clancy was runner of the week uh, this week. Uh, Dickinson cross country has been killing it as of late as well. Just want to give them a shout out since they don't usually get the coverage. Uh, in terms of the videos and broadcasting that all the other sports get, so this is basically friend when the, they get friend on of the program, part. friend of the yeah. program, w- w- winning as that's coach right.
2: in history,
0: right? That's right. Yeah. Don Nicker and Elena Clancy, both uh, both previous guests on the Speak the Devils podcast. Uh, so before we move into move on to our interview interview with Charlotte Glancy. Do we have anything else, lads? Uh, Feeling I mean, a
1: big I, weekend for the Red Devils. Feeling a big that's, weekend uh, absolutely for the Red
2: right. Devils. Yeah, a couple, a couple L's in the, in the past week. Big rebound weekend here, I think, uh, for the Red Bells. And, I again, another friend of the show. Wish Coach Boyle the best. We wait for that team to get over the hump and uh, and yeah. call them. Because uh, they're, they're so young. Once they figure it out, they'll be in good shape.
0: I agree. So we'll see you guys on the other side with Charlotte Clancy. Stay tuned.
2: Healthy, not boring. That's not just the motto of the grazery, but it's also their promise to you. Visit the Grazer today and indulge on a fresh Mediterranean-inspired salads, sandwiches, and soups, among other great options on a menu that serves both breakfast and lunch. Eat in or take out. No reservation needed here, so hurry on down to 156 West High Street, just yards from campus, and enjoy a fresh and feel-healthy meal today.
0: Welcome back, Red Devil Nation, to the interview portion of our podcast, Speak of the Devils. Today, we have Senior Captain Charlotte Glancy from the women's soccer team. Charlotte, how are you today?
3: Hi, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on today
0: of course. So I'll just get right into it. So you guys are ranked right now, number 19 in the country. How is, how does that feel for you? And how do you, how does that help you guys in the, the rest of the season to come?
3: Yeah, I mean, it feels really great. It's always a good thing to be ranked. Um, we try not to focus on it too much, not to get into our heads and kind of think about the past. We're really uh have a new team and really looking forward to the future. I think it impacts the way other teams see us and the way that they approach games with us, which is sometimes a good thing. Um, But we really still kind of feel like we have the underdog mentality that we've had before and we really like to use.
1: Yeah, I've seen, you know, just from talking to some people on the women's lacrosse team, um, even, you know, just spectators, fans, people around campus, it just seems like you guys have a really good chemistry on the team this year. How much do you think that that contributes to the success that you've had so far?
3: I think a lot. I think that's probably our biggest piece of success. Um, We work really, really hard off the field. We do a lot of classroom sessions and team bondings to kind of build up our chemistry. And I think that ultimately when we're playing games and we see other teams breaking down and yelling at each other on the field and we kind of never do that, I think that's kind of what pushes us through those really tough moments is knowing that we can rely on our teammates and everyone's so supportive of each other. When other teams kind of break down and start getting angry with each other
2: i would say along the same breath too you kind of saw it yesterday against Messiah obviously the game didn't go how you guys wanted to but throughout the entire 90 minutes you guys had a louder bench you guys were way more into the game the entire time and i i was talking about that on the broadcast i was i was i just kept noticing i was like why is it louder out of my left ear than my right ear when they're up three nothing right now and it, that kind of really resonated with me how did that kind of culture, that mentality come to fruition with this team?
3: Yeah, so we take a lot of pride in um, our hype squad. Everyone who isn't playing is always on their feet, no matter if we're up 5 nothing, if we're down 5 nothing. everyone's standing, everyone's cheering so loudly for the teammates on the field. And I think that really carries through hearing individuals like screaming for you, knowing that, of course, they also want to be on the field, but that they're out there supporting you. Um, really pushes us through and that's something that we've carried through as like a legacy from Dickinson women's soccer I think since my freshman year um, that's something we've really worked hard to maintain and carry with us is that um, like hype squad mentality knowing that no matter what is happening in the game everyone everyone matters everyone is valued and like those people who are on the sidelines are giving us so much energy on the field.
0: Uh, that's really great. So, what would you say is the is there is there a player or on your team or is there just like the biggest key to your your guys' success so far this season?
3: I'm not sure if there's a specific player. Um, I think I think we have a lot of like very success. I think a lot of the times we um, will filter our attack through the junior captain Meg Tate. Um, incredible player, has a lot of goals already for us uh, this year and in the past, so she's definitely a key player. Keep watching up there on on the forwards um, side. But I think ultimately, like, we do a really good job of spreading the play around, um, crashing shots, following rebounds. Everyone kind of has been – everyone who's been attacking and on that forward line has been getting on the scoreboard. So I think all – in our defense, too, does a very good job of – being um, organized and we're very, our defense does a good job of being organized and um, keeping the play in front of us, following our game plan, being very uh, tight knit, I guess. Um, Yeah.
1: What is something that you think your team could work on or focus on the rest of the season that you've maybe struggled with a little bit so far? Um, So, you know, as the season drags on, playoffs come around, that you guys are really just ready to roll and, and are able to, to continue to, you know, work in stride?
3: Yeah, so I think we're a very young team. We've had 18 new players come in, um, the freshmen and sophomores that really haven't played a college season before. So I think just transitioning and into the a college season is something that Hasn't been super difficult for us yet but I think will be. We had our first loss of the season last night and I think we bounced we're bouncing back pretty well but I'd say going forward I just want to make sure or restart. (laughs) Um, So I think that transitioning to the college season is going to be somewhat of a challenge for us. We have a pretty young team with 18 new players coming on and I think that as we face adversity through the season, whether it be with our schedule, with how we're playing, with injuries, anything like that, I think that um, how we kind of respond to that adversity is going to prove difficult, and I'm very optimistic that we'll be okay, but I think that's something that we're looking at.
2: Kind of speaking again to the youth, I would say as far as defense is concerned, you guys are fairly veteran when it comes to that with you uh with Hughes with Bracken you guys are pretty although although Bracken was a little in the midfield yesterday um you guys do have that veteran present on the defensive side but you also have a first year goalkeeper and uh Cavalich was in goal yesterday so how have you guys been kind of involved with and pivotal to her kind of growth especially in the early on get seeing her first really ranked opponent yesterday Mm
3: -hmm. yeah it's been super great to get to play with Sophia um it was, I mean, it, we always kind of thought it was going to be Carly Boyer still, who's a senior, but she's abroad right now. Um, so that was kind of a, no one really knew what was going to happen this season, but Soph came in and she's really stepped up. It's definitely a different type of, I mean, every player's individual. So it's been um, a journey trying to like learn how we all play, but I think we're really tight back there as a unit. And it's been really great watching her step into that role as a, a freshman
0: goalie that's really good i think if i remember correctly uh correct me if i'm if i'm wrong but carly boyer was an all-american two years ago
3: yes
0: yes she that's was. very cool very cool to see a, a freshman step up into some some pretty big shoes there uh mm-hmm. my last question is um what is your favorite uh dickinson women's soccer memory whether it be like from your freshman year or this year what what what's your favorite memory
3: it's yeah. a good question <laughs> um okay Thank you. Sorry, the librarian person just... Can you guys still hear me okay? Yeah, yeah you're
2: good.
3: Okay. Um, I think my favorite memory would be when we made it um, to the Sweet 16 and after beating Amherst in the NCAAs last, uh, in 2019, we kind of came in as the underdogs. Amherst was a very Technical team, um, they played really, really well, but we were just able to kind of out teamwork them. Um, we just kind of focused on our game plan, keeping them in front of us, and eventually, like they broke down. We got one goal; it was one nothing, and we kept them at bay for the whole game. And I think, like, coming, that was such a big game for us, and we all just like played our hearts out and. Also, we'd never made it that far in the NCAAs. So it was just the stakes were really high and we stepped up to the plate. And I think that was like celebrating that win was probably one of my favorite moments.
1: So what is something on campus that you missed? Something about Carlisle, something about campus that you missed the most um, Mm. throughout the 18 months or whatever that we (laughs) weren't here?
3: I missed D-Park. Our game field is just... So incredible. Um, they do such a good job with the upkeep of the grass. And I think like it's I think it's the best field in the in our conference for sure. Easily. Um, but yeah, it's just a beautiful place to play. The sunsets, we're out there at practice and it's just gorgeous out. Um, so I definitely miss that the most. I'll say the
2: uh the rain's kind of held off for you guys this fall probably got to see more sunsets than uh than usual than back in 2019. Um <laughs> yeah. but, kind of, I guess the last question for me will be geared towards that 2019 season. You guys, i okay, it's kind of a two-parter. So first is how do you guys repeat that kind of success, especially given the young players? But the second one is the obstacle of Johns Hopkins um, being a team that you played three times that year, tied the first time, and then two 2-0 losses and they're ranked two right now. So how do you guys foresee that obstacle in the future as part of that growth as well?
3: Sure. Um, So with continuing the 2019 success, I think it kind of just goes off of maintaining that culture off the field that we've worked towards, but also redefining our style. We're definitely not the same team as 2019 on the field. And I think that can be a good thing for us too. We have a lot of really talented players and we play in a very different way, new formations, things like that. Um, And I think that can work to our strengths while keeping that really solid foundation um off the field and with our relationships with each other from 2019 Um, and yes Hopkins I think is going to be a big big game we're already everyone's kind of that's one of our big like emotional games we all get really pumped up for and I think we're going to be ready for that game I think it's just going to come down to like who wants it more and I'm really (laughs) sure we want it so I think that's just going to be one of those games where we really have to follow our game plan um, have a lot of preparation and just go into it with the right mentality and yeah hopeful looking out on top
0: <laughs> awesome well thank you so much for for coming on best of luck with the rest of your season we hope you guys uh, continue to crush it um, thanks again Sean
3: sure thanks so much for having me top 1 is something no coach or
2: athlete wants to deal with which is why every team aims to keep skins and executions simple so success is easy to achieve That's the game plan used by the Grazory right here in Carlisle. Simple ingredients that are fresh, healthy, and above all delicious. Healthy not boring food that's not just good, but good for you. Made from only the healthiest and simple ingredients. So come in today and enjoy Uh, a great meal made simple at the Grazory. Located at 156 West High Street, Carlisle, Pennsylvania.
0: All right. Welcome back, Red Devil Nation. After our interview with uh, Charlotte Clancy, that was a a really interesting interview. I like that one a lot. Uh, But now we're here for our uh, for our little fun segment that we like to do here on Speak of the Devils. Uh, This week, we're going to be talking about our favorite college football rivalry. So we've each picked out three and we're going to go around the horn and um, and say why we like this one so much. So, uh, Dom, you'll start us off. I'll go last.
1: Okay, so this is probably a little surprise, but mine is Dickinson versus uh, the Gettysburg Bullets. Um, So. You know, it's a college football rivalry. It's one that I've been able to play in, and I've won all four years, four um, zero. Yeah. You know, winning the winning the bucket's pretty special. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm starting off with there.
2: Yeah. you, you and you were bringing that one to uh, Rutgers staff. Had, had when I was yeah, getting yeah. footage when I was getting footage for that one, I had to include that in, uh, in the Rutgers staff. Yeah, of Steph, course. Uh, that was
0: sure. cool. That was cool.
2: So my number three is kind of, I would say the only semi-generic one on my list. It's just do q It's too historic to, there's just too much history to it to not think about including it and or have it on your list. Um, as much as a uh, fellow uh, member of and Jack Hudson makes me not want to put it on the list. I kind of have to put it on the list.
0: All right. Uh, mine is geared towards uh, a little bit of bias as as has been proven to be true with my previous lists on on this on this segment so uh, I'm gonna go with um, my hometown rivalry is uh, Lehigh and Lafayette it's one of the oldest college football rivalries um, that there is and it's a uh, it's a really fun week if you're on campus at Lehigh or Lafayette for uh, for LELAF week they do like all sorts of activities and stuff lots of tailgates on that Saturday game and it's a lot of fun. I actually got the opportunity to go to that two years ago to visit one of my buddies. So that was, that was a lot of fun.
1: Okay. My second one is going to be army Navy, which again, you know, somewhat cliche or stereotypical, but still, if you watch it on TV, I actually almost had the chance to go to it like a couple of years ago, but I didn't uh, hopefully I'll be able to get there soon, but just watching it on TV, first of all, it's at the link in Philadelphia, which is, really cool and you know just seeing the all of the cadets um you know in from the army and then all the cadets in the navy you know if they're not called cadets i'm sorry i don't (laughs) know but um uh you know my friend played lacrosse for army and so he would always go to the game he would always you know send pictures and and send videos and stuff of being at the game and then you know just seeing them sing the There, this the song of either the navy or the army at the end of the game are uh and just coming together uh despite the winning or losing just like looks like a really cool atmosphere and it's always a pretty good game so that's it's always one of my favorites to watch yeah my number two is exactly the same as army navy and uh it's usually not two ranked teams that face
2: each other either, and no matter what happens, it's a good game. It's usually competitive. Very rarely will you see it be a blowout, and obviously the circumstances to uh, the Army and the Navy schools coming together uh, certainly make it uh, interesting, and I as well have friends who have sent me a couple things uh, from attending that game, and it just looks, looks like a crazy atmosphere to kind of be involved in.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So my list is definitely geared more towards uh football. I'm just, I got football on the mind. It's uh it's the fall and I'm just all I'm all in on football right now. So uh, this one is also, this one also hits close to home for me. I'm going to go with James Madison university and North Dakota state. Uh, I had a cousin play for uh, James Madison and my sister goes to James Madison right now. North Dakota state has been, um, has, has been a really, really good game the past couple of years. Uh, Cause they've been in the national championship, like four out of the five, uh, last year four, four out of the five last years or something like that uh, to be in the uh, in the national title game for FCS. I believe that's what that what that's called. So I actually got the chance to go to that um, to that national championship game two or three years ago uh, when my cousin was playing. So that was really cool. And I like that. I like that rivalry a lot. It's become more of a rivalry in recent years than it has been like in the past. It's not a very old rivalry, but it's very new. and I like it a lot.
1: My number one is Dickinson FNM, There you go. Um, yep. You know, you, you knew it was coming, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, going like just being participating in that game, just being a part of that, and like anytime I talk to alums and you know, they're they're just like just beat M, just beat FNM. And you know, I I I just never really like like even the older the people who have been here for a long time talking to, um, you know, Coach Q, the athletic director, mm-hmm. um, some of the coaches that have been here for a long time, just absolutely despise f And every time, uh, you know, it's wagon week for us, um, you know, he's always coming up and asking me, you know, like, what's the game plan? How are we looking? Um, I just, you know, I know like there's like the Michigan, you know, they hate Ohio State and vice versa. And like there's a Duke UNC thing. It's like it's like that for Division three. Like we hate we hate them. They hate us. And uh, also one of my best friends played for FM uh, football. So it was always it was good to to it was always fun to go against them and, and to beat them in double overtime two years oh, ago. That was great. Uh, yeah. So that that's that's mine to to no surprise, I'm sure.
2: Mm-hmm. So my number one is kind of the entirety of the Big Ten, and it's geared towards football solely because no teams, no, no uh, conference since the college football playoff has come in has destroyed their chances to get into the college football playoff more than the Big Ten has. Wisconsin, Iowa, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, they all just torture each other. And I mean, they all have some of the biggest stadiums in college football. They're going to be loud. They're going to be rowdy. Of course, you have a couple, like, more notable ones of Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, and stuff like that. But those games are always crazy, um, and they absolutely ruin any chance that any of those teams really touches uh, postseason football aside from a meaningless bowl game that gives you a trophy that really doesn't matter as much because it's not a national title.
0: There you go. Go off there, Sammy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my boy. Uh, my number one is – one that you guys have already said it's army, Navy. Um, it's pretty close to home for me. My, my grandfather is a graduate of, uh, of, of West Point and, um, he was chief of staff there for, for forever. And my mom lived there like on campus for a while. She, my mom got married there. So it's a big, uh, it's a big, a big game for us. I've gotten to go to like four or five. I've been very lucky to go, uh, to like four or five army, Navy games all at the link. Um, which is really cool. And uh, just to have that uh, connection with my grandfather, you know, it's uh, it's great. We don't usually watch football together for some reason, but we always watch the Army-Navy football game. Um, so that's uh, that's my number one, uh, my number one football rivalry for sure. So uh, yeah, beat Navy. Oh yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> so we have, uh, those, are, those are some really great lists, um, all, all very different geared towards our personal interests, which is pretty cool. I really wanted to put, gettysburg and M on there but i just could i just couldn't do it i figured dom was gonna do it so i i let i let him have his thing so it's it's fine uh, thank you all for uh for listening to this edition of speak of the devils podcast my name is sam glavin joined me today sammy st Jean and dom fusco we'll see you next week roll devs